We want a health care plan that empowers doctors and patients and not the federal government. So one of the first things that needs to be part of a replacement plan is to create a level playing field for, for health insurance. The federal government got us into this whole mess um, in the beginning by um, allowing those people who have employer-based coverage, i.e. 60% of Americans have their health care through their employer, the employer um, um, provides health coverage and the employee does not have to pay tax on the cost of those benefits, even though their salary will be lower because their employer is providing coverage. But it, it tends to, this program tends to lead to job lock because if you're a person who has a pre-existing or chronic condition, you're tied to your job because if you leave your job or you're fired from your job, you have to go out into the individual market and buy a health care plan uh, with your after-tax dollars. So in the first instance, I would like to see the federal government change the tax code so that people, that everybody can get their coverage in the beginning with, um, with uh, pre-tax dollars. Ultimately, I would like to see the employer, uh, this employer provision removed so that individuals, you know, have a decision, have their own um, opportunity to get their coverage and it shouldn't be tied uh, to their job. Another point is that, you know, how do you, under Obamacare, they have these subsidies for those people um, earning between 138 and 400% of the federal poverty level, and they're on a sliding scale. I think a new health care plan should include age-based refundable tax credits so that um, for people um, um, earn, uh, between the ages of uh, 18 to 35, they would get a, a refundable tax credit of $1,200, 35 up to 50, $2,100, and for those 50 and over, $3,000. If you spend less, you would be able to put that money away into your health savings account. This will empower um, patients more than the subsidy program that is under, under Obamacare. But the tax code is a major part of the problems that we've seen um, in our healthcare system. So that has to be changed. We need to reduce federal mandates and regulations and state ones as well on healthcare because there are about 2,100 mandates on insurance companies in the various states around the country, Any, anywhere from chiropractic care to in vitro fertilization to alcohol rehabilitation. I mean, if I want a healthcare plan that covers, say, alcohol rehabilitation, I should be able to get that plan, but you shouldn't have to subsidize what I want, and particularly as young people, you want coverage for catastrophic care, not for all of these um, individual Things. We also should allow, when George Bush was president, George W. Bush, there was um, the possibility of passing a law which would allow small groups to band together under a plan called Association Health Plans. That never um, was passed, and I, I think, you know, George, President Bush was to blame for that. But people in small groups should be able to band together, build a group, and then have a higher, a larger risk pool, which would then allow people um, to... Um, you know, people, the people who are sicker would be covered by the, by the larger people in the pool who are healthy and young. People should be able to purchase health insurance across state lines. Why should a young person like yourself, if you live in New York, have to buy a very expensive plan with community rating, guaranteed issue, and all of these mandates when you could go to Idaho and get a plan which would be cheaper because it has fewer regulations? On top of this, the Affordable Care Act added in 10 essential benefits 
such as prevent free preventive care, free colonoscopies, um, allowing children to stay on their parents' plans till age 26. All of these things have added increasingly to the cost of care, and um, we need to get rid of those. Consumers need to be in the driver's seat. Um, health savings accounts are a great way to put consumers in the driver's seat, but the amount of money that can be put away should be higher. This year for an individual, it's $3,350, and that HSA has to be combined with a high deductible insurance plan. About 14.5 million people today have HSAs. They reduce the cost of healthcare because people are more um, in control of, of their healthcare. But these, the HSA amounts that can be put away should be tied to the amount that we can put away into our individual retirement um, accounts, such as 5,500 for an individual and 6550 for a family. We really need to, this is something that we had not done before, and it was a big part, I think, of one of the reasons why Obamacare seemed popular when it was being debated before it became law, was the issue of those people with pre-existing or chronic conditions. Because, as you know, many people who are going out to buy individual insurance, if they had a pre-existing or chronic condition, either they couldn't get coverage or it was too expensive for them. So we really need to allow people with pre-existing conditions to purchase cover. I mean, but people to purchase coverage um, when they are healthy or if they have a pre-existing condition, and as long as they continue to have to pay the premiums for the coverage, then not have them be increased at these terrific rates that then people um, can't can't afford. So continuous coverage is a very important part of covering those people who have pre-existing conditions until. We get what I consider a, a complete redo of the healthcare system where it's based on individual coverage and not employer based coverage. We also need to um, cover, um, expand high risk pools. The, the, under Obamacare, high risk pools were part, they were temporary until the exchanges came into being, but the funds were, um, they ran out of funds before the expired, before the exchanges even came into being in uh, January 2014. So those people, um, you know, who, who can't get coverage, um, high-risk pools would be a great way, while the market is in, in flux and we're building an employ, uh, a consumer-based system, if the federal government were to put in about $7.5 billion a year into the high-risk pools until we get um, a properly functioning market. And another big issue is um, medical malpractice reform. I believe that MedMal reform should be done at the state level, not by the federal, not by the federal government. But we need to cap um, non-economic damages um, in in the um, in the insurance business. Doctors practice defensive medicine because they are so afraid of being sued, not because, as the president told the American people, they're trying to line their pockets with you know even greater money. And the cost of medical malpractice insurance in this in, in this in in healthcare is about $210 billion a year. As I say, that's because doctors are afraid of being sued, so they do uh, more tests uh, because of that. We need to end these um, costly open-ended entitlements. We need to reform Medicare and Medicaid, two programs, the Medicare program for our seniors and the Medicaid program, which is a joint federal-state program for low-income people. These programs are running out of money, and according to the Congressional Budget Office, if changes aren't made, they will be bankrupt by, um, by 2024. Uh, Medicare is costing right now about 500, 
uh, uh, billion dollars a year. Medicaid about the same. We have about 45 million seniors and about now 71 million people covered on Medicaid because of the Medicaid expansion under Obamacare. We need the federal government should be block granting the states and let them decide what type of Medicaid programs they need. Under Medicare, we need to have premium support, as Paul Ryan talked about a lot, i.e. defined amounts. We need to raise the eligibility age because, of course, you know, when Medicare and Medicaid came into being in 1965, almost 51 years ago, uh, the average life expectancy was 65. Now it's close to 80, and so and people are continuing to work. So Medicare's eligibility age should be, should be increased, you know, going up to 67, ultimately going up to 70, and then it should be um, income-based. Why should people like Warren Buffett and other people in his age bracket, why should they, you know, be eligible for um, Medicare because they can afford their own uh, coverage? So those are some of the things that I've talked about in my replacement plan, which I think is a plan that I hope the Republicans, the candidates, the people, you know, running for office in other positions can rally around so that we can really have a plan that empowers consumers and not the federal government. We will increase the number of people covered. We will reduce the cost of coverage and people will be much happier. 52% of Americans when polled uh, by Gallup recently said they are very um, disappointed in Obamacare.